Hey, hey, what is up, my Less Petty pals? It's your girl, Kelly Howard, and welcome back to Be Less Petty Comedy Self-Help Podcast. I know, I know, I've been gone for over two years now. Well, 2020 technically didn't happen, right? Can we all agree on that? But a lot has happened that I do need to get you all caught up on, and I'm not going to do it in this episode. I'm actually going to record a solo cast. I'll upload that in a couple weeks or so and get you all caught up on my life. But right now, I really, really wanted to introduce to you the new podcast, which airs live. That is right, live, L-I-V-E, every other Monday on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. So this episode that you're about to hear right now aired last season, and I chatted with Yogi Minerva Reyes from Roots Healing and guest co-host comedian Tribble as we explored ways to tame our mental health through affirmations and meditations. It was a fun and enlightening show, and it's actually still available to be viewed on YouTube and Facebook if you would prefer to see the live version. But if not, you can just listen to it here and now. Um, I'm pretty sure that suffice. So enjoy these next four uploads that are all from last season, and they were all live shows where I chatted with a numerologist, a Pan-African studies professor, a shaman, and a therapist, which, by the way, that therapist from last season is now the new co-host of be less petty season two yep her name is alexandra garcia she's a licensed therapist in the state of illinois and offers way more valid information than me just reading from random self-help books so hopefully you'll tune into the live show every other monday um but if not i will eventually upload the season on to the podcast platform so you can just listen to it as well but the live shows are really fun you can comment and interact and it's really really cool and in fact if you listen to this on august 2nd the day that i'm uploading it if you are one of the lucky few that got a chance to tune in then you know tonight on tonight's live show We got the hilarious Tiffany Haddish. That is right. And we'll be talking with her about mental health aspects of toxic relationships. So you're going to want to tune in live to that one. But if not, I will eventually upload them to the podcast platforms, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all of that. So um, either way, if you want to stay tuned on when the live shows will be airing, just go on YouTube and type in Be Less Petty um, and you should be good to go. Or you can also just follow me on Instagram, K-E-L-L-Y-E, last name Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D, Kelly Howard, or the Be Less Petty Instagram, which is just Be Less Petty. So yeah, that's that. Uh, Without further ado, here's season one, episode two with Minerva Areyes and Comedian Triple. And yes, you heard correctly. This is episode two, not episode one. Episode one was with a shaman about my ayahuasca journey, but the audio quality is so bad that I can't comfortably upload that to any platform. It is on YouTube and it is on Facebook, but I'm not going to stream the audio because it's really not great quality at all. So you can go on either of those platforms and listen to that particular episode at your own risk. But I'm telling you right now, the audio is trash. All right, y'all. Enjoy this show. And uh, I hope to see you in the comments tonight. Bye.
Yo, what up world? It's your girl, Kelly Howard, here sharing my personal experiences on how being petty almost ruined my life. Yes, all those petty ways and consuming my precious days just and petty thoughts just, ugh, why he black like that? Why is she looking at me? Is she? Can you believe she coming on my post saying X, Y, Z? Did what? Just pettiness. Just all consuming. And I know you want to be less petty too. Don't you, homegirl? Well, check out these bars. Hey! Be less petty with your time. Okay. Be less petty with your mind. Be less petty with your blame. All that petty shit is lame. Hey. Be less petty with your friends. Love first. Make amends. Be less petty with your life. Be less petty with your wife. Okay. Be less petty with your mom. Be less petty with your job. Be less petty. Be less petty. Be less petty, baby. Body aches, migraine, chronic illness, anger pains. All it comes from is being petty. Hey. I'm telling you now, uh-huh. you don't want to do it. Nope. Cause that petty shit will have you in ruin. Hey. Social media, yep, be less petty there. Cause all them petty comments ain't gonna get you nowhere. You don't even want to be petty. Sure don't. I feel it. You just doing it. Cause it's socially acceptable But don't nobody want no more We wanna move on to a new time Where we can love and spit these rhymes Like what? I wanna love everybody But is that even possible? With this pretty behavior I don't know why I start singing It was just in me Now my ears are ringing my ears. We're gonna get started We're gonna bring in my guest co-host i am really really excited that we have this young lady on the show i remember when she first started doing stand-up comedy and now i am blown away at the success she has had in her career she is a producer a writer she actually produces podcasts for iHeartMedia, the black um effect network and she co-wrote and starred in an award-winning web series called Good Jeans. She's a favorite comedian of mine. I want y'all to show her a lot of snaps and claps in the comment. Give it up for Triple. Hey, what's up, Kelly? How are you? I'm great, you know? I'm really excited to be here. Anytime I can spend with you is time well spent, Kelly. I'm excited. Oh, that's so precious. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to have you here, man. You have moved out to LA. You living your best life now. Like that's what's I'm up. Living, I'm living a life. You know what I'm saying? I don't know <laughs> if it's my best, but it sure is a life. So you've had some lives that might've been better. Yeah. <laughs> You're not Possibly. sure? Not sure. Not sure. I don't not know sure. how this measures up. I mean, well, if we thinking about the past, and if you were of the same race, your other lives might have not been better. Now, listen, <laughs> okay, you so, are right about that. I don't know if we get to maneuver through races upon, you know, <laughs> through our lives. But That's a good question. That, that is, is a great. good question. I'm going to try to hold on to this memory in my next life so I can remember that I was black and um, that I wondered this. And I'll come back to you in the next life with the answer. Yes, we gotta get Find like me in the we gotta life. get like pagers or something. You know and what I'm saying? Them. That we can, yeah, that we can find. As long as the earth is still, you know what I'm saying, supporting life. <laughs> that is true. Or we might end up going through our next life and seeing our pager on display at a museum. 
because <laughs> an archaeologist found said page. <laughs> they didn't dug up my shit. They ain't nobody they didn't dug up. Hey, from Philly. Thanks for being in the building. We are excited to have you here. Um, I can remember when I was black. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Wendy from Chicago used to be black. She is, <laughs> I know her personally right now and she is not black no more. So, but she used to be. So that's what's up. Um, <laughs> she damn, Wendy, what happened? You know what? You're like super chill, which I thought would be a great contrast to my very all the time hype personality. Um, it's which is weed. It's that weed, man. You be you smoke weed, man. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> I live in California. I feel like before I moved to California, are you high now? Those are the questions I have. No, okay. I'm not. But I feel like because I do smoke weed, sometimes I feel like I'm permanently stoned. I feel like I came out of the womb stoned though, because ever since I was a kid, people would be like, "You're so nonchalant. What's wrong with you?" So yeah, that's here. a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Like I'm. My my hat's off to you. I've had to nam yo ho renge kyo myself to nonchalantness. And it's uh everyday process. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. Like we talking about being petty. I would I would say I'm not a petty person. And the only reason why I say that is because I don't think it's petty if I have to cuss you out. You know what I'm saying? If you mm. make me have to let you have it in a moment, you know what I'm saying? And it doesn't, it takes a lot for me to get there. Okay. But, you know what I'm saying? I, I I can definitely be the opposite of nonchalant, you know, in in, in 0 0.02 seconds. So, so you yeah, have it in you. I have it in me, you know? Yeah. Don't. And you know what? And on the flip side, I have nonchalantness in me, which is there why I try, to, I try to get there. Because, see, I can let you know how I feel instantly um, all the time. <laughs> there is no breaking point. So I have been working very, very hard on being less petty. So with that being said, you probably don't have a petty story or I anything do. that you, you do. Well, what? Uh, is, yeah, please, I was trying to think. I was trying to think. You know what I'm saying? And um, I had a petty story that I, I decided not to share. You know what I'm saying? It's a little sensitive. But this week, I think I did some pretty petty. So this week it was um, the the 20th anniversary of DeBrat's uh, video for What You Like, or the song, mm. What You Like. You remember that song? I With do. Tyrese. And what that was DeBrat's, like? yeah, that was a jam. It was a hit. It was on 106 Park number one, like weeks in a row. It Loved was. it. But that was when DeBrat, you know, she had made a comeback and she switched up her swag. You know, it back in the 90s, she was, you know, on her very stud, very stud. Very stud swag, which I was like, cool. You know, my sister, um, who is also, also masculine of center, kind of looked like the brat. So she started to like dress up like the brat and was like, yes, like I love this. But then the brat came out with this What You Like video and she was all sexy, which is cool, you know, because gender that is a construct. That was a little weird, though. It was a little weird for her. It, it, it was. It was awkward. You could tell she was, you know what I'm saying? Stiff with it, you know, and she was still doing her, her, <laughs> and her sexy gear. She definitely yeah, was, and her, and her titties was about to pop out. <laughs> but, um, so this week was the 20th anniversary of that song and that video, and she posted about it. And I, being petty, I posted underneath and I said, uh, yes, I remember when you tried, um, 
when you tried to fool us, but the dykes were still on your trail. We still, we still do, girl. You ain't fooling no damn body. And now, thankfully and uh, beautifully, the brat is married. You know, to a um, a woman, she has she came out the closet, which I appreciate. Queen Latifah, we still she waiting came, on you. She came out the closet. I thought Queen Latifah had a wife. You know, I think I think maybe it's me. Maybe I'm missing the news, and I want it to be a big to do. You know, but uh, I don't think that she's married. I think the last thing I heard was she was dating this like celebrity trainer, but then they broke up and I heard that she's dating somebody else. So it's all like rumors and-, and uh, I don't know, whatnot. but does it have to be an announcement? Does it That's, have to I be- struggle do, do with I, that. Yeah, do I have to let you know that I've decided to officially date women and- I do struggle with I that. I don't know. But I think um, as, a, as a black lesbian, I have been so just elated to watch Niecy Nash come into her, or just like have this relationship with a woman yeah. and be married and be happy and be open about it. Um, and just being who she is. And so I think that, that just kind of put it into perspective that no, Queen Latifah doesn't have to come out. Of course not. It would be nice though, because she is a, a powerhouse black woman. We've looked at, everybody loves Queen, everybody loves Queen Latifah. Everybody. And so I think that, you know, her story may change the narrative, you know, when it comes to representation that like all lesbians aren't and, and lesbians can do, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, she she's had such a dynamic career and played so many different roles, including lesbians and including uh, hetero folks. So I just think that it would be great for, for her to announce it for you. Yes, for me, for me personally. Like, got it, got it, got it. Give me a sign. You know? Well, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you ride with that, um, that petty story. All right. Uh, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have that one. Though that was a teensy weensy petty thing. It was. Um, we like them big baboon petties on be it less petty. Me. We we like me. we would have. I think we would have preferred the first story that you decided to go against. I think that's the one we wanted. But it's all good. We are limited on time tonight, so I'm not gonna press you. Um, I Thank had you. I had a mad mad petty moment too this week. Mine was, you know, my, my idea of pettiness, when I think of pettiness, small, menial, pointless. So it's all around being less petty with our time, our space and our energy. Right. How do we allow ourselves to be less petty with that, um, which is the most valuable things that we have or the most valuable stuff that we have to me is your time, your space and your energy. Amen. And so I was a little Huh? You said what? She preach. She, she get ready to preach. Amen. I, well, I, I am. I am a reverend. I do have my. I did do a wedding. I did that, Reverend Jew. Uh, <laughs> but that was just because I was able to get a certificate online, and it's valid. <laughs> <laughs> no classes required. Um, but so I had a moment, and I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna bring in our guest because my guest is the one who kind of helped me morph through this moment, this petty moment that I was having. And what made it petty is I gave it way too much time than it deserved, okay? So I started out Monday, great day, went to the trainer, boom, boom, killing it. No, I didn't go to the trainer, but I had a great day. Tuesday, I was on hold waiting for um, a potential role, a recurring role that I may have gotten. And Tuesday, I got the text message on my way into the trainer that I didn't get the role. And it kind of just like really like 
oh, put me in a mood. You know how that be, right? When you're mm-hmm. expecting something. And I was like a billion percent sure that I had it. And so I went into this uh, trainer. I pumped it out real hard. I like was using that as my catalyst to even get through the session. Like, I'm gonna I'm be all right. I'm gonna be all right. You know what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> and then I left and like, you know, put it on IG and I, it was still in my head. And I was, what was happening is I was being petty with my energy. I was denying myself the right to feel disappointed about this. I was literally trying to avoid that, trying like, let me pump it out. Let me do this, let me do that. Let me not feel sad about this thing that I've been working my ass off for 20 plus years. I went to Columbia when I was 20, you know what I mean, for acting. It's like, and it, it was it was hard. And so the next day, I had a consultation with our guest uh, that I will be bringing on right now, this amazing spiritual healer, uh, Minerva. And we were talking and and she just broke me open. She didn't even try. We just started, it was like the beginning. She was like, how was your day? How are you? How you feeling? And I was like, my day. I just like broke. And she was like, it's okay. It's okay. Allow, let this happen. And I just didn't want to, I was still even in the midst of like on the phone. I'm just like, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. It's real foggy in my office. You can't see it because we on Zoom, but I'm telling you, like I was trying to not let this moment happen. And she um, opened me up and allowed me to be okay with that, which I really, really loved about our conversation. That's my biggest takeaway so far from our conversation was just allowing me. She was holding space for me. Yes. And that is a beautiful thing that we don't do for each other. We do not. We want to fix people. Yeah. We want to tell them that this is why it's not okay to feel this way. And, you know, we don't hold space. And Mm -hmm. she held space for me. And so I was being petty by allowing these days to literally build on top of one another without just letting myself feel what I was feeling and just feel it. If I would have felt it the first day, I probably wouldn't have even had the second and the third day. Right. You know what I mean? Get right. caught up in this in this zone of sh- should I feel this way? Shouldn't I feel this way? If I just would have felt that way, yeah, it would have passed like every other emotion. Um, so with that being said, I am thrilled to bring this woman onto the show. She is the founder, creator of um rootshealing.org, which is a beautiful practice that works through. I, I can't even articulate it, but she does Ayurveda um, teachings and healing and spiritual teachings and healing and just really giving you what it is that you need. And she has a connection with source. If you know what that means, that means that she trusts fully her intuition and the messages that comes from said intuition, which is fucking amazing because I think that we as people struggle with that a lot, right? We struggle with being, with trusting ourselves um, to feel and be how we are. And she just seems to have that all together. And so I am in awe and I want to say clap your hands and snap your fingers and put all your stuff in the chat right now. Give it up for Minerva Areyes. Hi. Hey. How are you? Hi, hey, y'all. I'm good. How are y'all? We're good. Great. I'm so happy you are here with us. Like, you have just been my little shining light for the last couple weeks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, I love it. So, um, first of all, welcome to the show. Did I do a good job at introing you, or or is there something you did, that you I kind of? Okay, okay, because she had a list, y'all. Like, she like. 
PhD student writer. Like she, I was like, okay, I got to try to break this down. Uh, <laughs> does it all. Does it. All they, the accolades. Does it all. They're all whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> their titles, their names, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I it does, right. you know? Yeah. In the day, it's like what matters is our exchange, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I could have all the alphabet soup, as one of my friends says. I could have all the alphabets, right, in and behind my name. But if I'm a shitty ass person, all you gonna remember is that I'm a shitty ass person, right? <laughs> or a petty person, right? Rather than like, oh, she's the, you know, all the letters. So yes, it's all good. I'm here. Yeah. I'm excited. That's it. <laughs> so you've basically, I don't want to say you've healed yourself, if that's essentially what you've done, but you've used yoga and Ayurveda and these tools to come to this place where you are, where you're like, it doesn't matter about the titles. None of this shit really matters. Yeah. You've used that to get here. Yeah. I mean, I'm not healed. I I, healing I, is a it's like a, a forever thing like yeah. i mean i hope that it's only like that i'm done in this lifetime but i doubt it i'm probably going to come back a few more lifetimes to work through some karmic shit um but yeah it's it's a it's a life it's a lifelong thing and i think it's something that like um it's a conscious decision you have to make because it's work Mm. It is, you know, it's it's not all like fluffy. Uh, <laughs> what do I want to say? It's not all fluffy and like you know, uh, bubble baths and you know, being positive and like positive vibes only. It's not. No, it's like it's it's real work. Um, I think like the the this part of my life because i feel like even within this one lifetime i feel like i've lived many lives within this one life but this this current uh rendition of minerva uh started yeah because so it, it actually started with the book i like that this current about. rendition of minerva because yeah, i have so many renditions rendition. of kelly <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like i have a friend um i used to work with and like when i quit when i quit that job right uh, to start this rendition, he was like, oh, oh, it's like Minerva 2.0. And I was like, it's like Minerva 3.0, 4.0, 5, I don't know, what like whatever. It's just this rendition, right? Um, and it did start, it started, it started with, um, you know, there's a term in yoga philosophy that's called Ishvara Pranidhana, which means complete surrender to the divine. And, uh, you know, I always, look back at this one moment where um, at the time I had applied for a PhD in sociology and education at Columbia and this uh, fellowship with the NYC, like the government to like, you know, work in schools. And, um, you know, I had my whole life plan. I was like, oh, I'm gonna quit, you know, the NGO, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, like da, 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 da. You know, I thought I had it all figured out. And then like on the same day, um, I didn't get into Columbia. I didn't get the fellowship and, you know, some other personal shit happened on the same day. And I literally remember laying in my bed being like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> universe got jokes, you know? Um, and I kind of just like, I was like, all right, like, cool. Like, this is, 
obviously not what I'm supposed to do in my life. So like universe at the time, like that's how I engaged right with these like entities around us. Universe showed me like what I'm supposed to be doing. And then, you know, I, I, I threw myself heavy into my yoga practice. You know, that book that we talked about yesterday during your consultation, right? By Bri Maya Tawari, um, A Path of Practice inspired me to like, you know, move up, to move into this this path of, you know, being a yoga teacher, an Ayurvedic practitioner, you know, and, and all the all the other things that are thrown in there, right? Which I just put under what I call spirit medicine, right? Um, and uh, to just kind of like, I don't know, I just felt like also too, like I, you know, I used to do a lot of grassroots organizing and what I came to see was that we were just perpetuating the same harm that we were trying to dismantle and fight against. Mm. I just feel like, you know, hurt people hurt people, right? And so like until we heal ourselves and like we're just perpetuating the same bullshit, right? Like within our inner circles, within our relationships and all that stuff. So for me, I just felt like, all right, well, what's what's like, what's my real tangible role, right, in, in, allowing my people to experience freedom and to experience joy. And I'm like, and it's it's this, right? Because I feel it, I experience it, right? By, you know, with my yoga practice and like, you know, and it's not just the physical movement, right? It's like understanding the deep philosophy of it. It's the meditation, it's the pranayama, right? And it's like actually taking the practice and like putting it into practice, right? Yeah. And it's everything else, right? It's like the Ayurveda, it's it's all the things. And so then it's just kind of like, uh, you know, when you have those moments of like experiencing joy or experiencing freedom or, you know, just being able to just kind of hold the, the, the entirety of your existence. It's like, oh, I'm experiencing like really deep grief and I can also have a really good laugh and not feel guilty about it. Right. And like just being able to like hold that own space for yourself, then like you're able to hold it for, you know, the people that you love and your community, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm rambling. No, that is so real, though. (laughs) That's so real. And it's so true. Like I, I, I had to realize when you say you just keep repeating the cycles. Right. I would I would divorce my husband every other day. Right. That was how I dealt with my shit. That's how I I had done that ever since I was young. I would just run away. I ran away from home when I was a kid. I would do, this is like how I dealt with things. I would, it's over, Mm -hmm. I'm done. And so it wasn't until I acknowledged that in myself that running is not gonna heal the part of me that wants to run. So the next person will inevitably have to deal with the same part of me. It's not gonna be, marrying someone new is not gonna change that. My husband isn't abusive. He isn't mean or angry. He doesn't do anything to me. We have a pretty decent marriage, you know, if you think about it. I mean, and so what am I running from exactly other than my own ability to sit with it and acknowledge it and do the work? Like you said, the work. Yes. You think you get to a place, right? I'm here. I've made it. I'm done. I don't have to worry about this no more. And it's like, nah, then I get the urge to divorce him again. I'm like, damn, this here, I'm still doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. still having these thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when being petty, when... Kelly. Being petty, I'm still being petty with this. What is happening? <laughs> I feel like when we talk about um, like healing and like spiritual awakenings and spiritual journeys, people always think 
about it being about the positive or about fixing mm -hmm. the negative things mm -hmm. in your life and not really acknowledging that like negative and positive have to exist together. You know yep. what I'm saying? Dark and light have to exist yep. together. Yep. And so I know for me, like uh, at, uh, there was a time when I was um, just like mentally and spiritually just going through it, you know? And I felt overwhelmed because I felt like there was something that I needed to do in order to like, you know, facilitate my own healing. Like it, it was a, it was a, at a moment where I was kind of fed up with, you know, myself. And um, there's a book, I think it's Eckhart Tolle who says like, you can't pretty much, you can't be fed up with yourself. You are you, like, you're not an outside person mm -hmm. looking at you. You are you. So you have to let those things exist. But like, how do people, how can people like, like I was saying, I found myself overwhelmed. Cause it's just, it felt like there was so much to fix, so much to change, so much to heal from. Mm -hmm. And like, where do you start? Like, how can people kind of condense that, like the stress of that negativity and really just sit with it and let it be. And like, you know, flush out those, those things in your mind that say like, you're being negative. Nobody wants to deal with this. Mm -hmm. You're, you're unworthy. You shouldn't feel this way. Mm -hmm. You know, how do, mm -hmm. how do we get, how do we like get through that to let those two things coexist? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to answer that? Yes, please. <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, I, I actually, I have a, um, a eight week meditation course for just women of color uh, called the sacred ritual. And that's exactly kind of like what we work through, right? I mean, and we use, like we use a Java meditation, right, for 40 days. So that's basically where you're like repeating a mantra 408 times in each sitting for 40 days, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but, um, you know, that's just like a tool to kind of help you to begin to be able to sit with yourself, like in a meditation in and of itself, right? Um, but in, in tandem with that, like the very first thing that we work on is just bringing awareness to like your thought patterns, all of them, right? Because mm. we're constantly having conversations with ourselves, right, in our mind. And most often we're, we're not even aware of what those conversations are, right? And like the most important relationship you have is with yourself, right? And like the way that you speak to yourself it like matters more than anything else, right? And so it's like you said, like if you're constantly in your head saying like, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. And it might not even be that those are exactly the words that you're saying, right? But like, if you follow the trail of the thought, like that's the root of the thought, I'm not worthy, yeah. right? And so then it just becomes, without even realizing it, that in and of itself is a mantra that you're repeating to yourself. Mm -hmm. That is the vibration that you're creating within yourself. Right. Damn. And so you have to like first be like, okay, so what are my, like, what am I constantly thinking about saying about where am I and where am I getting stuck? What's mm -hmm. the biggest thing where I'm getting stuck at and start there. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then from there, it's like, it's a reframe. So it's not, it's not about like, you know, becoming positive, but it's, it's about like stopping that and reframing it. Right. Because there's absolutely no reason why we should be saying to ourselves, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, right? Because that is layers upon layers upon layers of like colonization, right? Capitalism, all the isms, 
right? And and all and all of the, the the genetic DNA that we carry from our ancestors, right? So it's like being able to just be like, nah, like I'm not like that story, like that story is not true. That story was given to me by other people to mm. make me feel unworthy, right? Mm. So that I can be small, so that I can serve their purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's just like, nah, like, that, and that's like, even done unconsciously on their part. Yes. Like it's done on so many people's parts. Sub not unconsciously. That's like knocked out subconsciously on everybody's parts. Right. It's so mm -hmm. crazy. That's, yeah. so, that's so interesting. The, the stories I, I did, a um, I'm reading this book and within my book club, uh, some, I don't know the title. It's like, let it go or something like that. But it talks about writing down your stories, the stories you tell. And I like I opened a, a notepad and I started writing down these stories. And it's so interesting because a few of the stories I wrote down was one, I'm too old to get the roles that mm. I desire. I'm I'm too old to be taken seriously as an actress. Like because we have an impression in our mind that you know you get that 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 break when you're young, when you're in your twenties, <laughs> and once you hit your thumb, I'm damn near forty now. So it's like in my mind, up oh, I've missed that boat, you know, and that thought, whether said or not, is subconsciously feeding how I look at everything else in my career, how I look yeah. at everything I do as an actress. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like that story I'm telling myself, the story about my husband, right? That story I'm telling is like, I don't deserve someone because my husband like just loves me. And I'm like, bro, you know what I mean? Like, Where's the Must disrespect? Nice. Where's the disrespect? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> where's Must the infant? <laughs> Go do something nice. I'm gonna be mad about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's like, but it's because I'm not accepting that, that I'm worthy. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought about it as your self-talk, whether it be positive or negative. I never thought of that being a mantra. Now that really put a lot into perspective for me because I I always hear about the power of meditation. You go to therapy, they tell you mm -hmm. to meditate. You know, you go to your self-care blog, they tell you to meditate. That's what everybody says. But like, I sure. cannot make time to do it. I'm always, my brain is like, everything is urgent. Everything is urgent. And this meditation, I don't have time to be still at this moment. And so, uh, but now that you said like, what you say to yourself is a mantra, I'm like, damn, I could really be healing right now. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being in my head and having the thoughts that I do and being in turmoil over it. It's a great point. That's so interesting. Yeah. You, you say time. My husband is one of those people. I don't have time. He's, he's a, mm -hmm. such a I don't have timer. And I'm like, you'll never have it. You'll never, ever. It doesn't matter if we live in a van and go stay in Colorado. You'll, you still won't have the time you think you're going to have because you have repeated that mantra of I don't have time. And right. it's just like for me. One thing I, I have made a permanent no no deals, like I have time to sit, even if it's just for five minutes to follow my breath for five minutes. I have time for that because I know that everyone else is safe around me because I've done that. <laughs> if I don't do that, you know what I mean? The parts of me that are very habitual and very reactive will have a head start on, on the parts of me that is like aware and more yeah. in tune, you know what I mean? So, so how does one begin this journey? If they don't, if they don't have the, uh, I don't know what the course costs, but they don't have the available means to take your course. If they don't know what to do, how do they get started in the work of 
meditating, silencing their mind, yoga even. Uh, a lot of people look at yoga as being this hippie thing. They're like, yoga, that ain't, that ain't normal. Like who does that? Um, but it's a beautiful practice that I, me and my husband both love. And it's like, how does the closed minded person <laughs> find that their way into that open door? Minerva. Man. Um, well, I mean, if, if you're closed minded, I, I can't help you there. <laughs> right? Like you gotta, you gotta be open. Cause if not, then, then nothing's going to change. Right? Well, how do you combat think, the thought of closed mindedness? If a person thinks they're a closed minded person, let's start mm -hmm. there. Then how do we reframe, as you said, reframe that thought for them to be more, oh, because I was closed minded when I met my husband, when I was across the table from him eating sushi and I'm looking at him slap up that raw fish and I'm like, bro, mm -hmm. that's the nastiest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, this is disgusting. And I was so <laughs> not okay with it. And now I love sashimi. Like I'd be, I'd be like, ah, licking the raw <laughs> fish. I love it, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> so like, how do you get that thought in uh like just being close i mean okay we're gonna act like we in the course right so i'm okay. not going to tell you how to reframe that that thought so if that is if that is a, a perpetual conversation that you're having with yourself if that is your mantra mm -hmm. right i'm close i'm closed off i'm closed-minded however you want to phrase it how would you rephrase that into an affirmative statement I'm open-minded. And then that's just what you repeat. I'm open-minded. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So then like, so then like in the course, right. So then like part of the homework, right. Is you could like write your affirmations all around. Right. So the thing is, is that I only, so I teach from what I know. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I know is like what I've done. Right. So these are things that I've done personally for myself. And so I can speak to like the transformation that I felt from like doing these things. And there was a point in time where I literally had affirmations everywhere that I spent the majority of my time, which was my fridge. <laughs> yes, fridge. <laughs> my fridge. The majority of my affirmations were on my fridge, um, my bathroom mirror. Mm -hmm. and my work computer. Yes. You know right? what? I just want to, sorry to um, no, interject, ahead. but you get you a um, dry erase marker, you can write right on that bathroom mirror. Yes. You don't, you don't have to waste no paper or nothing, girl. Yes. Okay. I like that. I like that. I mean, I have a whiteboard behind my laptop right now uh, with my mantra for the month. My literal entire wallpaper is affirmations <laughs> oh yeah every the whole wallpaper is affirmations it's all it's all around yeah. me because i was like this right? is what i need to see all i need to say yes you can dream it do it mindset yeah. hey okay cool 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 this is what i'm looking at every day uh when i went through some me and my husband went through a, a moment of infidelity and i was so angry and so bitter and I had moved out and I was just so mad. And I realized that being mad was not healing. Even if I didn't want to be with him, it wasn't helping me as a person. Like I felt so tense mm -hmm. all 
time because I was so angry about this thing that I, I had no control over. And so I wrote on everything, my microwave, my stove, my refrigerator, the bathroom yeah. and, and um, erasable chalk marker, forgiveness. I wrote it everywhere. I wrote it all over my walls. I wrote it, forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. So every time I walked in my apartment, that's all I saw. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, this is what needs to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. so if we go back to just refraining the mantra. So would you say if a person is thinking a thought that is limiting them, right? I am closed-minded or I am um, unlovable or I can't forgive. Mm-hmm. Should they just flip that ideally to what it is mm-hmm. they want? Um, I mean, you need to do what's best for you, right? But the the intention is to just reframe, right, that negative, unhelpful, right, thought pattern into something that's affirming, affirming. right? So affirming. So, you know, a very common one right is like i'm i'm unlovable right and so you can reframe it to say like i am lovable right or for me i prefer for people to kind of tap into like their own creativity and like their own intuition their own spirit guides and like really like again going back to the root of like where does this thought come from of being unlovable right Mm -hmm. and so it might just be like i am love yeah right or just like um you know i'm worthy uh i'm i'm i don't know so my wildest dreams right it's like whatever whatever because because our journeys are our own Right. So even though I'm like a firm believer, right, that like uh, that our healing needs to be done in community. Right. But it's still an individual like it's still an internal process. Right. Let me remove individual. It's an internal process that should be done in community. Mm -hmm. Right. Because part of like so part of decolonizing our mind and our psyche. Right and removing the ways in which capitalism, right? And, you know, and just all the systems, right? Have gotten us to the point that we've gotten to is to understand the value of community, right? And understanding the value of like, what, what, is that, what does that mean, right? And like, when, when we are doing the work of like healing ourselves, of repairing ourselves, of repairing the, the, the DNA that we carry, right that it's done in community because we aren't the things that we're suffering from like it's not like there's there's this there's this idea of like oh it's only me it's only me like oh you know mm. i'm the only one that like feels this way and it's like no bitch you're not like so does like everybody else like we're all yeah. going through this shit, right yeah so it's like you know if if like I have my 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 group of of folks right and like maybe today I have capacity to hold space for someone else you know in 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 my group you know my kin folks who like is falling apart and then the day that I'm falling apart right somebody else will have space and capacity to hold space for me I'm not in mm-hmm. this alone 
right? We're not in this alone, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so important to like, you know, when you're doing the reframing, when you're doing this work of like, you know, slowly starting to like recognize and, and understand like your common thought patterns that when you're, when you're setting the mantra for your reframe, that it, it is personal, right? Cause mm -hmm. I, I can't, I can't tell you what you need to tell yourself. Yeah. You need to tell you what you need to tell yourself, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it yeah. helps to focus on what is present. You know, if I have mm -hmm. those times where I feel like I'm unlovable, then I have to think what is present. Like I am loved. What is present with me is like, you know, my parents are still here. I have friends who care about me. I have, you know, myself, I have my home, you know what I'm saying? This is what is present with me. And, and, um, and I don't have to focus on, you know, what is not present, you know, yeah. and even there's a, there's a, a quote, I don't know what it is because, you know, I read something once and then I just, I know, right. It. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, um, it's a quote from like some kind of yoga people or some Buddha people, the Zen people of the world. Somebody said, holding on to anger is like, you know, trying to throw a hot coal at somebody thinking it, it's only going to burn them. You know, you have a hot mm -hmm. coal in your hand, it's burning you. So like holding on to anger mm -hmm. is like burning yourself. And it helps me to understand that, you know, if I have a moment where I feel angry about something, yes, I am angry about that. Yes, that emotion is valid, but me holding on to it and letting it control or letting it dictate how I feel right now in this moment when that situation is not present with me, the what is present is the harm I'm doing to myself or the result that I'm, yep. you know, putting, inflicting upon myself by holding on to something that is not serving me, you know? That, that is so profound. Yep. And it's, it's what I think a lot of us do. We re-traumatize ourselves over yes. and over and over and yep. over and over yep. again by thinking about that thing that happened that we wish. And then we all, we, we even create ideas of how we could have did it differently, Stories. but it's still, mm -hmm. it's still trauma because we not doing it differently because it's in the past. Yeah. It's no longer here. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I really want to talk to you about like that intu intuitive knowing that speaking to spirit guides and stuff like that before we get out of here. I want to do a Q&A for like three minutes. Um, but before <laughs> we do that, we're going to, how do you tap into that? How do you know? Like, I don't we know like, the question. Can we do another show? I know. <laughs> it's such a short. There's so many time. questions. I got a I few have, questions. I have a whole list of questions here. Death and dying and honoring <laughs> ancestry leads to true healing yeah. and all of this. Yes. Unanimated redundancy. Oh, my God. I was yep. on her website taking notes like a student. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, so... I think to to try to answer that as succinctly as possible, I think that in order to begin to trust our intuition and to trust the voices of our ancestors and our spirit guides, that we need to first learn to trust our own inner voice, mm -hmm. right? So that's why the work of understanding your own into your own inner environment right understanding like what is happening on the inside is so 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 important right and that's why like i i like highly recommend like if you're gonna start a meditation practice right that that you also have like some other things happening right outside of when you're seated 
right? Of like helping you to like understand how to take control of your mind, right? Instead of our mind controlling us, right? Because yeah. we won't be able to be in order to, to, in order to even listen, right? In order to even listen to the voices, it has to be quiet. Mm -hmm. And how, and how are you, how are you going to quiet your mind if you don't know how to control your mind? Right. If your mind is just always like, you know, or like the fucking roosters that my neighbor had, you know, all the time, you know, then like you, you're not, you're not going to be able to tap into it. Right. Like we all have a deep intuitive wisdom. Mm. If we can't quiet our mind, then we won't be able to tap into that. I feel like I got hit with some question? crossfire. I feel like that was a read. <laughs> okay. But... My grandmother, who uh, now has Alzheimer's, I was probably like maybe 10 or 11. She said to me, Kelly, control your mind, control your mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So for her to have Alzheimer's is really ironic. <laughs> you know what I mean? For the message that she gave me. But mm -hmm. it's like, wow, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we have a few questions that we're going to get to. Um, okay. This one says for... Some, it's a surrounding as far as workplace surrounding or relationships that keep some from focusing on themselves. So how does a person handle focusing in on themselves in an environment that is not conducive to that? I just want to add something to that, too, um, because a lot of times people outside of you tell you about yourself, you know, mm -hmm. or people, mm -hmm. you know, make you question the person that you are and, or make you feel like you need to change something about yourself. So how do you mm -hmm. kind of like focus in on what you know to be real versus what the world is telling you is real about, mm -hmm. about you. Yeah. So I goes think back like, to that meditation. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. See, See how they do? <laughs> I mean, it, just, it, it, it comes back. Well, cause I feel like, and so here's the other thing too, right? Like this shit ain't just going to happen. Cause you like meditated like one time and like, okay. <laughs> I, be, I, I fully expect. Right. I'll be like, okay. What's going on? That. Like, why is my, you know? <laughs> and so, like, I think it it's like developing the patience, right? Of like understanding that it's gonna it's gonna take time, and it's it, it'll like it'll just come over time. Patience, <laughs> you know, and like it's just I just feel like you know, like one day you'll wake up and you'll be like, oh shit, like. Really feeling myself, and like mm -hmm. I feel really grounded in myself, and like I feel really good, and I feel really connected, and like you know, and it's not to say that like you're not open to you know obviously the the continual path of of growth and growing and like evaluating and understanding yourself and having like you know honest reflection with with people that you know and you and trust right who like are are down to be like um, triple come in come sit down let me let me talk to you. Like, so, um, you did this thing the other day and, you know, did, you know, you hurt me in this way, blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, and so, and being able to, and like having those kind of relationships that allows you to just also reflect, you know, for yourself, because we're not perfect and like, we're going to fuck up. Right. And, and those moments are moments, opportunities to kind of like reflect. But I think like at the end of the day, it just comes down to, you know, having, having the practices. And I think like, in terms of, you know, if, if it's like you're working your work or like your relationships and you feel like you don't have time, like, you know, it's like, I always say like, or even you said it, Kelly, right? Like you have five minutes, 
right? Like you have five minutes somewhere, right? Like you have that, right? Whether it's like maybe, you know, you're at work and you go to the bathroom and you just sit in the bathroom for five minutes, right? Or, you know, because I know sometimes if you're at home and you have like children or family, whatever, you know, that bathroom time is not sacred either. Right. <laughs> right? So, um, you know, just finding finding something. And, and and I know, like, I remember when I used to work at, a, at the nonprofit, like it was my rule that I never ate lunch at my desk. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, eventually, that's like why my boss, I mean, that and many other things is why I like my boss and like me because they're because I held my boundaries at work. And I'd be like, no, bitch, like I like he couldn't tell me otherwise because i was like this is my sacred time for myself for me to connect with my food so like i'm not gonna sit and eat at my desk like i need to go outside i need to do this or whatever so yeah i feel like you know boundaries are you key. small you start small five minutes somewhere right yeah. and then consistency you know like stay with it you know yeah, those are those are some good gems, guys. Those are all some good gems. We are down to our last literal couple minutes here uh, with Minerva and Triple. I am like, I'm like this now. I'm just now get. You know how this, the the meat of the conversation just start rolling. That's where we at. We just getting to the meat, uh, and there's so much to dig out. But I am so thankful that you joined me um, today. We are all perfectly. Let me see. Do we have a question here? I don't think so. I'm gonna we'll, sign we'll, up for that workshop. Yeah, baby, she needs Mano to meditate. I, I did her uh, Ayurveda consultation. I haven't gotten all my information back yet, but just the conversation and the time we had together was so special and so intimate. And she held space for me. She allowed me to be be free and say things and be doubtful, be insecure, but be confident in one minute and, and she allowed me that flexibility that duality right last week's word of the week ah we forgot to do this week's word of the week okay anyways <laughs> but she allowed me that um duality you know what i'm saying and it's, it's magical when you can find people like that and and on a, another note before we get out of here of what she said about that tribe your people sometimes when we first start on this journey you don't have that you don't have those people. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm out here meditating. I'm out here nam yo ho renge kyoin. I'm out here doing all this stuff, and nobody. I'm around people that just don't get it, and I'm running yeah. into bricks left and right. But what is happening is you're breaking down those walls in yourself to mm -hmm. even allow those people that are like-minded in that way to come and fill that space. And it's been beautiful because I've been meditating for 10 years now and I'm just now starting to see the fruits of my labor. And I'm just now starting to get surrounded by people that are of the like, the same mentality. They're just on that. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, we're helping each other. We're constantly yeah. encouraging one another. And so um, if you know there's a change that's possible, just keep at it. Like you gotta believe that in your heart. So um, please, please, please Minerva tell, them where to find you um yeah anything you want to share <laughs> you can find me on the gram the gram gram it's roots.healing and then you know the website is rootshealing.org um yeah just come hang out with me in, in on the gram that's kind of all i can handle i mean i got a tiktok but that's only just so i could watch like funny baby videos yes. and stuff 
I don't even know how to make a TikTok. I tried the other day. Hard. I was like, I'm about, it's hard. I'm about to if be you're 30 40, plus, like, girl. You, you know, you gotta I'm take a class. 20. I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I just, I just watch the TikTok. Man. I don't do the TikTok. Yeah, I don't either. I, <laughs> I deleted it when I thought that they could get all our information. They was downloading all our information in another state or country. I was like, I'm deleting it. Take shit. mine. Take my uh, information and steal my identity and pay my student loans, girl. That's all you got. Okay. Yes. I'm Thank with you, Tribble, <laughs> for being my co-host. If you guys could give her a clap, round of applause. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I love you all. Thanks for tuning Thank in. Thank you. And we will see you next time. Thank you. Good night, y'all. Good night, y'all. Bye.